It's time to uh, start that blood transfusion. Oh, it's a tradition. Get out the needles. <laughs> That's the tagline going into the show. <laughs> the episode title. Someone get out the needles. Welcome back to Repeatable. That's a good game show voice, I thought, to do off the top. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> we're here. Uh, we're going to talk about the next episode of the X-Men. We're going to talk about just some of the neat stuff that we liked, some of the stuff we didn't like. You know, you've heard about three episodes now. You get the idea of what we're doing. Seth, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. A little bit rushed at work lately, but uh, ever, other than that, life life's going pretty good. That's good. Have you been uh, enjoying our uh, journey thus far? Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been enjoying it. I watched. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, of course, but I've watched the next episode after the one we've we're doing now, and yeah. And I think next week is going to be some interesting discussion for sure. I, not that today won't, but uh, I haven't uh, watched it yet, so I'm no, now I'm now yeah. I'm interested in seeing it. You've piqued your interest. Is it is it the best ever, or is it the opposite? Who knows? And uh, I'm really interested to see if I how many times I say rouge uh, instead of rogue, right? Saying rouge instead of rogue, because I uh, see that written down and I screw it up every time I try to read it. So, uh, well, I, I that's well, you're I guess you're in the radio industry, so you don't have a lot of use for makeup. So I don't know where that's coming from. If you were a TV actor, maybe I'd say you got makeup in the brain. But uh. I, For this week, I'm going to do a recap now of Mr. Seth, and I'm going to try to do your TV guide uh, short and sweet. I cut out some of the points that are not too important, and well, let's see how it goes. All right, so Xavier is trying to help Sabretooth be a better person. As the X-Men wait for Magneto's next attack, Magneto does attack a chemical plant, Cyclops, Storm, Rogue, and Xavier go. Jubilee stays behind with Sabretooth. Wolverine goes off brooding. Magneto makes quick work of the three X-Men before Xavier finally shows up to confront him. Xavier ultimately gets the win by uh, using his powers to have Magneto have a bit of a childhood trauma come back to hit him. At the mansions, Jubilee lets Sabretooth out of his constraints. He immediately betrays her. Wolverine shows up. They fight. The other X-Men arrive. Sabretooth gets away. And so we're trying to play around with the format here. I mean, you and me talked a bit yesterday. People who are listening to the first few episodes and listening to this, we're trying to keep it a bit more mainstream that we, we kind of go off on tangents here and there. And we're, we're going to go off on tangents, I'm sure, but we want to kind of keep it into, uh, categories. Um, and so one of the things we're going to do is we, we watched this last episode, Seth. Uh, what are some of the memorable moments that, uh, you want to bring up? And I'll bring up some of mine as well. Uh, I guess right off the bat, uh, I would not want Professor Xavier as my psychotherapist. I will, uh, <laughs> it starts off with like the most terrifying nightmare scape of psychogenic hallucination stuff. I don't, I, I guess you could say that that was Sabretooth Psyche creating all that stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, this is just a little bit too much for me. First, you're melding into me and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, I like, I like the visuals of it though. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, it was definitely, yeah. I, the, the animators got to play around with definitely some, uh, some morphing and, and, uh, some changing and skewing and definitely some interesting animation techniques. I, I felt in general this episode 
was a bit more uh, cinematic, if you will. Like uh, the the opening scenes with the uh, spinning uh, in Sabretooth's head as Xavier's trying to figure out what's wrong with him. Uh, Sabretooth actually builds a legitimate brick wall around his trauma. Um, and then like, another very cinematic scene is the uh when the airplane takes off you hear the x-men music come in in like full force and it shows like different camera angles of the airplane as it just jets off i thought that was a very good like action shot um for the show something that i think is probably going to be a well they go back to a few times but for the first time seeing it i thought looked really cool yeah i remember i think it's the i remember it just brought me back the uh the a recurring thing is uh the the jet engines opening up but like you're tight in on it so it's like a black screen and the jet engines will open up and you see like the orange flames or whatever i remember that being an ongoing thing uh transition uh throughout the series as it goes you're gonna get sued matt (laughs) i also liked smooth transition that uh when they're fighting uh the the random storm flashback scene to her childhood because it didn't it didn't give you any like answers like it, it was just a very uh you you knew kind of what was happening but it leaves a lot of room for more back history in there and uh, mm-hmm. uh i i liked that theme of it shows her going through some traumatic things as a child uh sort of paralleling with uh magneto's uh child trauma as well yeah well yeah that whole that section remind it 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 came back immediately uh like i talked about last week about how they're able to pull from the comics to get um elements that like they can use later on and like a repeating element yeah i was instantly reminded oh yeah storm had claustrophobia and uh and i guess that just shows it's really really started really close to the beginning of this of the series is that uh ongoing story arc yeah and i thought that uh again i like the fact that they went and they uh paved a way here and they did more uh character growth in this episode i think it did a really good job of letting uh the characters breathe a little bit too uh last week i talked about some of the great lines uh magneto had a really good line here um, they don't necessarily reference which war Magneto saw when he was a child, but just lines like, when I was a child, my people talked while others marched. We reasoned while others used tanks. I'm like, that was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a 35 year old man. This is a kid's TV show. And I was like, oh, wow. Right? Like, I think that was a, uh, a moving little thing that he was saying. Who said that again? I'm Magneto. Oh, okay. So the Magneto was saying that. Yeah, when they're, uh, you know, when they're in the middle of uh, a collapsing, actively collapsing uh, chemistry building with X-Men all around and they're having a philosophical discussion. Yeah, yeah. The perfect time for uh, a discussion, of course. Yeah. Um, I remember that that during that generic war. Yeah, yeah, the the non-descriptive war that they can just kind of lump into any time period, right? Yeah. And like uh, from his country, and meanwhile, Magneto just sounds like uh, a, a typical Canadian boy, <laughs> uh, as as they all are. Another memorable moment, like a good moment that I saw, which is, seems really minor, but when uh, Sabretooth is uh, escaping uh, the contraption thing, and then he grabs Jubilee, 
uh, Wolverine shows up, and when he throws Jubilee across the room, like, she takes a good bump against the wall. Like, it, that was animated very well. Like, he just smacked that wall hard and just, like, like a pile of wet blankets hit the ground. I thought that was, uh, <laughs> like, a pretty extreme shot for the show. That uh, that would have been a uh, a very in real life that would have been a very deadly uh, de- deadly collision. I'm sure <laughs> if 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 maybe not deadly, definitely uh, severe injuries. And Wolverine's just meh. I'm gonna keep on attacking. Forget yeah, exactly. You, Jubilee. Um, again, we'll go just going down some of the, like the notes here. There's a lot in this episode I really liked. I liked um near the end. It kind of uh, Xavier admitting that he was wrong and sort of flawed and this blind hope that all mutants could just work together, like trying to ignore very like obvious red flags just because he was blinded with trying to do something good. And so he was just trying to, but he was actively trying to ignore the like, yeah, this guy is clearly, <laughs> he's clearly uh, a very bad person, and you're just letting that slide. I like that the character growth in that sense that the episode ends with him saying, "I yeah, I I made mistakes. I was just going to say Jubilee is gullible. Sabretooth, again, don't want Xavier, my therapist, just shackled to a floating chair in the middle of the room. Uh, but hey, I'm a, I'm okay. I'm on your side. I'm I'm a changed man after those little psychedelic trips that he did. You can you can you can undo my uh, sh- my shackles, my uh, uh, my wrist. I'm gonna call them barnacles. That's not what they're called. My my wrist. Uh, Whatever, wrist barnacles. Those are the Yar, Let go of my wrist barnacles. <laughs> Whatever they are, it's, it's very, uh, very technical and, and over the top. But yeah, she just releases him and uh, immediately is captured, leading into the uh, uh, a well earned uh, throw against the wall. Well, and we're talking about like the sort of the memorable moments, good things here. Um, one of the things that gets him mad and riled up is something that I thought was pretty good. Is in the background, they're sort of laying a story here of uh, was Senator Kelly running for president, and the whole "I want to wrangle up mutants" and uh, sort of leading breadcrumbs as to what is planned for the later parts of the seasons. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, he he comes in a lot. Now, is there any other memorable moments, some good things that you want to chit-chat about, Seth, before we Uh, go to Room for Improvement? um, I do like uh, Wolverine's uh, dialogue is on point, as always. Uh, Egg-sucking piece of gutter. (laughs) I very much enjoyed that. I'll penetrate your... He'll penetrate his recesses. Yes, was that this episode? That was this episode, yeah. Okay, yeah, but yes, no. I do. I I actually did enjoy that. So, um, yeah, um, some stuff that I like. Yeah, I think this was again up to uh, this point. I feel like the episodes have just been improving, getting better and better. So this one, the uh, Magneto thing seemed a little bit less haphazard. It seemed more, yeah, like it had a plan. Now, the next sort of segment that we're breaking this up into, we don't want to necessarily say these are, like, the bad things, but so we kind of reworded it to see, like, uh, so there's there's room for improvement here. Uh, 
<laughs> for for every episode. There's always room for improvement. Um, what are some things that you think could be improved? Are things that you saw that that you're like, eh, I didn't really care for that. My usual go-to would be the animation. I feel like it was better this episode, uh, so I can't really say faulty this one for for that. Just like the floaty animation, but I think that's just a general through line for this series. Um, one thing, if I'll, I'll jump in with one quick yeah, thing here that do. I uh, close your eyes, Rogue, when <laughs> she goes and she uh, is giving CPR. To Cyclops, and all of a sudden she starts shooting laser beams out of her eyes. This is the yeah. scene last week that I was talking about where I was watching with my eight-year-old son, and she's just destroying everything, and she's like, how do you turn off these things? My eight-year-old son goes, close your eyes! <laughs> and then finally uh, Cyclops gets up, he's like, close your eyes! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Why is that not something you considered? Or it's not just a natural instinct, yeah. No, I, I, that was a little bit of a, again, take me out of the moment, uh, situation that happened. Um, another room for improvement category is Xavier comes across like a real jerk in this episode, I find. Yeah. Like he, Cause he's like, it's like Wolverine's like, we can't trust that guy. He killed a bunch of my friends. And Xavier's just like, Hey man, like we, you were a little bit angry too. I, I need your help to work with them. He just said he killed my friends. Like, like understand that this guy may not be willing to just sit down and have a chit chat with him. And like when he storms off, I'm like, yeah, that's completely justifiable. Your leader here is just like, look, I know he killed a bunch of people you knew, but yeah, let's just give him a chance. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like the, uh, the, the manager that's always takes the side of the, uh, the customer over the uh, employee, exactly. You know, like, exactly. Who's just, who's just, it's just he's just following the rules, and uh, the manager just comes up and and gives the the customer the discount and apologizes for, uh, and you know it doesn't even back up the employee. That, I guess that's that's uh, that's Xavier. He's the uh, the McDonald's the McManager of the uh, X X Men world. Well, he then comes into the fight that later on, like, Jubilee's, like, just getting up off the ground. Uh, clearly, Sabretooth is out. The room's is destroyed. Uh, Wolverine's just standing over him. He's like, Wolverine! Like, like all ticked off. I'm like, like, man, you're, you're just cutting Wolverine no breaks here at all, bud. Like, you're just, like, this whole situation, you're just completely giving the pass to Sabretooth and uh, being a jerk to the guy who's actually, like, on your side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it's just like immediate, uh, not standing up for his uh, employees. Yes, <laughs> this is really trivial too. But when they first uh, showed uh, Magneto in this episode, and it was like he was like on a big computer screen looking in his uh, underground lair, they had like some like sinister organ music playing. And I was like, ah, that's <laughs> like that. I, I thought that was uh, pretty cheesy. That's minor. But I, I just the, for for the most part, their soundtrack has been uh, on point, and that was just like I, I felt like that was sort of a cheesy uh, thing to happen. Yeah, you seem to notice the music cues a lot. 
Uh, you're a big music aficionado, are you? Apparently, I am. Um, what are, again? If we're talking about room for improvement, I'm sorry if I'm. Just, I feel like I'm just going on and on here. But uh, the, the, again, these are all those like minor things. The the memorable moments, like the good things, outweigh these for sure. This episode, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't as big of a fan of the voice acting for Magneto compared to some of the other voice actors. I felt like with the like with the gravity of the situation that he's trying to say, I felt like he was almost like, well, these other characters kind of feel like they're like real characters, even with like their like accents and stuff like that. It came across a lot like a stage actor doing something with some of his line delivery. He was like, when my people were doing this, I was doing that, and I was like, mm, like I don't know, like it just came, it came when all the other voice acting, I felt very natural it has really stood out that it didn't feel natural leaving magneto's lips yeah yeah i i agree um another thing i'm just scrubbing through the episode now as a reminder <laughs> and I, I the the way that they air quotes defeat magneto in this episode is xavier just accesses his memory and just shows him stuff so apparently uh Magneto has zero memory on his own, so the mere <laughs> bringing up of uh, an emotional moment just completely throws him off, and he's not able to uh, complete his plan. So that 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 seems a little bit like you know Magneto, the character um, is like supposed to be like this militant, like, st- like strong man who's uh, determined and and ready to do what he needs to do and yet um the the even the hi- slightest hint of a like oh yeah i had a traumatic childhood or or whatever the situation was mm-hmm. just like just bring that up is all of a sudden like oh i need to i'm gonna fly away now <laughs> well th- that goes kind of back to the xavier is a jerk situation is that <laughs> yeah uh, right like, like like hey let me just uh pull up your childhood trauma for a sec let's uh let's just uh take a quick peek at some of the worst moments of your life i mean it worked me- yeah here's a little sure. uh here's a little mental mental wedgie for you man yeah like i was like, like i was watching it i was like ah like i mean i guess you have to do whatever it takes but this this seems ethically <laughs> questionable, man. Like you're messing around with like trauma here. Now we have we talked about like the the good. Um, I talked about uh, the, some of the the room for improvement stuff as well. And then I then like Jeopardy. I said like they have that potpourri category or the sort of mishmash. So I kind of like thought it'd be a good idea. We have a like, hey, what about section where we kind of talk about stuff that didn't like wasn't great in the episode but it didn't like take away from the episode just stuff that we noticed that uh was notable but maybe doesn't necessarily go into this was really good or this was really awful category uh i'll start off with the one that some of the lines in here i thought were <laughs> were <laughs> were really like like cheesy funny and are just like and then, like I said, it didn't take away from the episode, but I was like, really? Like, I, like when uh, Magneto is waiting for Charles, he's like, Charles, I wonder what he will look like. Perhaps 
a toupee. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. Just like he's like, there's people like just like running around you, chemicals everywhere, shooting. He's like, I wonder, perhaps a toupee. <laughs> I found I found that very funny. Um, and at the end of uh, the episode, Xavier's all upset. He's like, I failed. That's twice I failed today. And Storm goes, Professor, we failed together. together. <laughs> like I, that. That, I had that in my notes. We failed together. <laughs> That's not helping at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I enjoyed that one. We failed together. Coffee also played a bigger role in this episode than I ever anticipated. Really? Because at the very beginning of the episode, they're all sitting around uh, having a chit-chat with uh, Hawk Coffee's Except for Wolverine, who has a can that he opens up with his claws and chugs it back. I'm guessing we're supposed Coca-Cola to assume. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for the adults, it's supposed to be like the uh, beer, but then for kids watching, it's supposed to be like a uh, uh, soft drink, something like that. And then when they get back to the mansion after going and stopping Magneto, they hit a button, like a secret panel opens up, and it pours hot coffee again. I'm like, why are we going back to the hot coffee bit? Like, it just seems weird that uh, the, the episode is bookended by hot coffee. That they gotta, like, it opens with them drinking hot coffee, and it concludes with them drinking hot coffee. Yeah, and it's like they, they're, they get back, and from memory, it's just like they go straight to this wall. I don't think... <laughs> yep! It's just, but it's just, it's just, it's there. It's instantly there. It looks like, how long has this coffee been sitting there waiting to go? Why do you need a secret compartment for coffee? Yeah. That's not something you need to hide. <laughs> like, it was behind a panel thing. Like, this, get a coffee maker. No one's going to be mad at that. And it's in someone's bedroom, too. Like, yeah. what, what is this? <laughs> just have a coffee room. What? Yeah. But again, like, does that, like, maybe it's just me being, uh, weird, but does that not seem like an odd thing, like an odd choice? But like, guys, listen here. I'm thinking we opened the episode. They're drinking their coffees, right? They go through the whole rest of the episode. And then we end the episode. They come back. They have a coffee. Like, well, I don't understand what, like, what, who, who was that made for? Mo- There's nothing 12 year olds love more than a good coffee scene. And you you mentioned it too at the be- at the beginning, and I had it not as a good note. I had it not as a bad thing. I can rationalize why Jubilee is naive, but it's still annoying. Like it's just like okay, I'm just gonna open up this uh, one wrist thing, and like you just do an audible, <sighs> right? <laughs> like come on, how stupid are you? Very intuitive, though. Uh, I those buttons aren't labeled. I would have no clue what was going. Which is this the release button? Is, <laughs> what, what am I doing here? I don't understand. Oh, I I hit instant death. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's, man. It's, it's like have you heard like uh, the Star Wars universe? Nothing on the consoles are labeled. So the theory is that nobody in this in the Star Wars universe can read because like oh, no, I, I heard that have labels. But yeah, it's like that. So it, it not, there's no labeling on anything. Like I said, there's, there's nothing in there. Like, it didn't take away. I can justify why it happened. Like, she was, she's the young rookie member of the team. She's naive. She's trusting. She wants to believe the best in people. We see that with Wolverine. She sticks with him no matter what. But it's still, 
is just annoying to see because you're like you're like ah here we go and then it happens the way exactly you think it does i want to know seth mm-hmm. are there any moments that you think would carry over well into x-men 97 the new x-men animated series that's coming out and maybe some things you'd like to see left behind mm. well i don't remember where the um storm claustrophobia thing ends up obviously i'm gonna guess that there's an upcoming episode in this show where that's uh if not completely resolved that it's the the issue is handled and then it's she's stronger for it so maybe not that specifically but just the idea of bringing in some of the story elements from from this show and carrying them forward it's like the the ongoing storylines. I'm I'm sure that's gonna come up. I'm sure they'll do ongoing storylines. It'll probably be, you know, given the streaming uh, landscape that it is right now. I'm sure it'll be a, essentially one long movie cut up into chapters, essentially uh, the way it is. But it, yeah, I would I would like to make sure that we get uh, an ongoing story elements. Well, and I felt like this episode had great tone and themes uh, throughout it. Like, I think that if you were to like, sort of put this into one thing, it's kind of like the past can haunt you and like people can react differently to it. Like Storm and Magneto had childhood traumas. Storm, uh, Magneto and Xavier had similar experiences from the war, but they uh, had divergent points. Wolverine and Sabretooth, very similar, but they again, they branched in two different directions. I felt that that was kind of like a a, a theme here that the, the past really can play a role in who the person is but it's a, a choice of how you react to it yeah yeah you, you know I, I, i'm thinking that they want to go for that deep philosophical question for this uh kids show that's how i <laughs> that's how i took it anyways yeah well I, I i think that works i think you put in stuff that uh like a lot of content that's these days it's you, you make it for the creator makes it for themselves and then makes sure that there's stuff that kids can enjoy and I think one thing I'd like to move over um, is some, like, there's some moments in this episode that I, like, when I watched, it triggered, like, a, oh, I remember that. Like, it stuck with me as a kid. Um, and, like, those little moments that uh, that stay with you. And this is going to seem really trivial and really small example. But during the whole opening dream, I'm in your head sequence with Sabretooth, when they're fighting and whatnot, all of a sudden on the wall, there's, like, a goat's head, but it's, like, Sabretooth's face on top of it. That scared the crap out of me as kids. I had nightmares with that head in it and as soon as i saw it it was just like a those memories came flashing back to me and uh as much as i don't want to scar children i do appreciate that it has that lasting impact right that it's just a show that they can do moments that can stick with you that i would like to continue on yeah yeah so i i guess we forgot to ask i guess that answers the question of do you think you've seen this episode before and oh for for sure i have i don't I feel like I did. I, th- I think I did. I think I remember the chemical plant. And I think I remember uh, Rogue or Rouge. Rouge, uh, Rogue yes. taking uh, Cyclops' powers. Uh, but that probably happened other episodes, too. But, yeah, no, I think I'd seen this one, too. 
Now, Seth, do you, do you think that this episode is repeatable? Yes. Why do you think so? What what makes it something that you would watch again as opposed to just like, okay, I saw that once, I don't need to watch it again? I think just, as I said, the quality is going up with a, uh, with each subsequent episode thus far. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this is just a good building of, especially the last episode, it built on uh, Magneto and Xavier's relationship a little bit, so... Uh, don't mind my squeaky chair don't mind my squeaky chair while you're answering I had to um, move around a little bit and uh, also it's like listen closely can you hear it can you hear that yes okay Uh, (laughs) it's like people don't know Matt actually has like a a missing leg that's actually a little wheel that he has uh, <laughs> it's like a little pirate peg leg but it's actually like a little shopping cart wheel on the bottom of his foot so he just kind of skates around on one leg loving the loving the uh pirate references in this episode going back yeah. to the uh the wasn't it wasn't the shackles what the barnacles Bar- the barnacle, the barnacle restraints, barnacles, the wrist barnacles. <laughs> the wrist barnacles. Uh, no, I also agree. I think this episode's repeatable. I think it's probably um, the best episode we've seen so far. I thought it was very good. I thought it was good action heavy. I thought it was very cinematic in some of the ways that it was uh, put together. And it's just something that I really enjoyed watching. I watched this one two times in a row. Once for fun. Once to make notes. And I didn't feel bad having to watch it a second time. I felt that it was... I was eager to watch it the second time and see some of the stuff I might have missed. Yeah, I I need to start paying attention to the creative teams. I Like, specifically, uh, whether each episode has the same director or not. I think in animation, they tend to have the same director, but uh, it would also be interesting to know that, because, like, if there's uh, a change in quality... Like, say, from this episode to the next one, um, I'd be curious to know why that would be. Um, so I'll have to start paying attention to the credits, I guess. Let me give a, a brief uh, preview of what the next episode is called. It's called Captive Hearts, and I have this little description here. I'll, just, I'll read this out so people can uh, look forward to it. A relaxing night on the town is shattered when Cyclops and Jean Grey are kidnapped by Morlocks, a mad band of mutants inhabiting the sewers of New York. Storm and the rest of the X-Men must engage in a grueling duel with Callisto, the Morlocks leader, in order to rescue their captured colleagues. I don't remember being a big fan of the Morlo- any Morlock storyline. I remember they had a Morlock leech Christmas uh, episode later on. I don't know when it is. Uh, Do they? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas episode, and it's Wolverine has to. I think they have to do a blood transfusion with Leech. I, I don't. That, Merry okay. Christmas, blood transfusion. Yeah. There you go. I, if I had a nickel for every time we've had a festive time of year, gathered around with the family, and it's like, hey, it's time to uh, start that blood transfusion. Oh, it's a tradition. Get out the needles. <laughs> That's the take line going into the show. It's <laughs> the episode title. So, someone get out the needles. Well, 
I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this episode. I feel that with the formatting, it actually went by pretty smooth, pretty quick. I thought we were on task pretty good. Um, I completely forgot about the formatting. I was just doing my own thing. Which is why well, I was saying all the uh, the negative things in in the front part. I'll try and get on board for next week, Matt. I'm sorry. I failed you. I'll forgive you this time. But you know who uh, won't forgive you? Myself? Seth Wilkes. Oh, no. Why would you go and not follow the format? I'm trying very hard, Seth, to not sound like Count Chocula. Instead, sounding more like Bane. Well, you, you're getting farther from Bane. I think you need to recenter yourself. Go watch uh, Dark Knight Rises again. Guess we'll look forward to... Uh, yeah, watch the episode, everybody. And uh, if you have any points, things that we've missed on this episode, any pertinent information, you can always reach us at uh, repeatablepod at gmail.com. I was born in the darkness. I was molded by it. I was born watching X-Men, the animated series. <laughs> I was molded by it. I don't want to hear about you being molded. <laughs> Stink. That was a Bane Stink? That, that was a Bane Stink. Oh, very nice.